anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, as you well know by now. And back with me is the handy dandy hillbilly boy, Justin Campbell, fresh off of uh, being about 20 minutes late, and actually about 30 minutes late to this uh, to this gathering today because he's putting up crown molding or some shit. What's going on? <laughs> Working on the baseboards right now, but yeah, it, uh, as I thought, I thought I can, I can bang this out real quick. Like I got a few minutes. I just got to do a little bit of sanding, pop a, pop a few nails in, you know, I'm good. And then I ended up taking longer than I expected. Yeah. Entirely my own fault too. Uh, see when you're cutting your, uh, corners for your, your crown molding and your baseboards, you want to make sure that you cut the angle correctly. Otherwise you have to turn around and cut a whole new piece especially if you're cutting to a specific length so i've got a i've got a perfectly useful piece that'll go on a opposite corner on an outside corner not an inside corner god that that definitely sounds like something that would happen to me quite often if i was cutting like i, I don't have the uh the workspace to do that these days but like when i was a kid yeah my old man had like a workbench and a fucking saw like a table saw and all that stuff and Measured twice, cut once. But uh, yeah, <laughs> just putting things together backwards. Oh man, I'm having flashbacks to every project I ever worked on. Luckily, I have use for it, so it's not like it's not a total waste. But yeah, created a little extra, created a little extra work that I wasn't planning on. Yeah, but you learned a valuable lesson. There's always some good to come out of it, you know. It's like Jocko Willing says. <laughs> you ever watch yeah. that video? Actually, I do. I do like that one. Good. All right. Well, I don't know if there's much good that's going to come out of this uh, raid of Mar-a-Lago. I know that's that's sort of a, kind of the the lead story of the last couple of days. It's looking like Trump might be indicted for this. And um, I got to say, I mean, if you are following the the letter of the law as the as the feds write it, I mean, there's definitely I, I mean, I know they had that the whole redacted thing that didn't really tell you anything. But um, it, it sounds like he has um, national defense information, which, dude, they they have created this blanket term national defense and national interest which they they can use for anything 
And so it, I'm not surprised that they can get Trump on something for that. The only thing I find a little surprising is if they actually go through with it. Um, I, I mean, the damage I think that will be done to the country at large by going after Trump for something so like fucking what just seems like so frivolous that nobody really cares about except for the, the people that suffer from Trump derangement sy- sim, uh, syndrome. The damage that's going to be done from that, I think, would be worse than a, a presidential run by Donald Trump, even if he won four more years. I, I think I think they will do irreparable damage to the country. Um, it, it will be I, I think it will be the nail in the coffin as far as the United States of America is concerned, if they actually indict him on that. I think a lot of I think a lot of the middle is losing patience with the whole game, like this nonstop trump that has been the past two years. Uh, honestly, the past seven years, really, because I mean, it started in it started in like 15 late 15, early 16, when he like really started ramping up to run. And it's just been a nonstop, like TDS is, it should be a diagnosable condition. (laughs) Like it's, it's a for real mental illness. And, and the fact that they keep running with it, it's, it's gotten old and it's become, it's become a joke for, for like Trump supporters and people on the right, because it's just nonstop silliness. Like there's no, there's no backing to any of it. In fact, even the like the Russian collusion stuff, of course they won't talk about it. Then none of it, none of it gets covered more than like very, 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 very briefly. But the Hillary Clinton campaign was actually the ones that were working with Russia, that had like Russian involvement and Russian ties during the 2016 campaign. But they still, they still to this day run with the Russian collusion thing as if that was true even though it's been completely debunked and proven in the other direction, but Trump and Russia, that's all, that's still the connection. Yeah. It it is just kind of unbelievable that they never even apologized for getting that story wrong or really acknowledged it. They just kind of throw it out there as like this um, it's been like proven, but we just couldn't really like go after him for it or something. So they just kind of throw it out there as if it's fact, whenever it's convenient for them. It's like you, Y'all realize you impeached him and had a whole hearing over this. And it was completely like it was found to be completely wrong. No, 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 no. We just that's because of it's because of the Senate, because of the Republican Senate. That's what it was. Yeah. And and you make a you make an interesting point about just sort of the people that are like in the middle of all of this. They're not really extreme on one end or the other. The reason all of those people voted for a fucking like dementia patient and Joe Biden was they thought that doing that would rid the country of all this Trump stuff. They're just like, I just don't want to hear about him anymore. I don't want to see like CNN and MSNBC constantly doing all this Trump stuff. I'm I'm sick of it. Uh, I'm sick of hearing about it. And I'll just vote for this idiot. And that will sort of clear the slate and we'll, we'll just move on. And they are not moving on. And people that were sort of in that camp, I, I think even them, like a lot of, especially like the older, like boomer generation, that's a bridge too far when you r- like raid a former president's house. 
when you have like something as like, oh, he has national defense information documents. When they when they impeached him twice and the second time they impeached him, he was already out of office and everything that they've done has come up with nothing. The people who, like you said, like voted for Biden just so that we could have a return to normalcy and move back in the direction of not seeing this insane clown show going on day in and day out, week in and week out. And it's not even pump the brakes on it a little bit. If anything, they've doubled down on it. That's that's going to drive them away from wanting anything to do with it. Like either either it's going to push them into the Trump camp or it's going to push them towards just completely checking out of the whole thing. Being like, you know what? Fuck this. This isn't even worth it anymore. Yeah. I, well, I think from, you know, those people's perspective, it'll be the latter there. And then just, uh, you know, the, the whole MAGA Republican, however you want to define that um, any sort of like Republican they're they're going to be done. I, I don't see how you come back. Like they've put up with a lot of bullshit from their perspective since 2016, a lot of fucking shenanigans trying to take down their fucking guy. And they have lost faith in all of these institutions. And it's just like one last fucking kick in the nuts for them. As you go and raid his house and you find that he has a national. So hang on, let me try to pull this up. Judge Napolitano wrote a pretty uh, nice short article on this. And of course, because it's in a fucking Chrome tab, a computer's just gonna fucking bomb out on me. What, dude? How hard is it doing here? I, uh, no, I can't do it. Low system resources. <laughs> Unbelievable. Sorry, it's so fucking frustrating. <laughs> so basically, they have yeah. I mean, it's not even like that. The the classified document stuff. It's that he had documents. He knew that he had them, and that they can be. Uh, they can be. Uh, I don't want to use the word classified again, but classified, but not in the sense of like you're not supposed to like have it or it contains names of agents and, and all this shit that nobody cares about. Um, and that he didn't turn it over when, um, when I guess the FBI was asking for it. And, and they, you know, they make all of these comparisons to the, um, the Hillary Clinton campaign and everything. Oh, dude, my computer is like really going crazy comparisons to the, like Hillary Clinton had like all those, that all that stuff on an un, uh, unsecure server and everything like that. And so she, t- she turned over like 30,000 emails or whatever, and then just deleted everything and wiped it clean. That's the big difference. I think um, it's not necessarily like a double standard that they didn't go after her for that. It's that she was, you know, she turned over stuff, not everything and got rid of everything else. And so they couldn't really go after her for things that she didn't have anymore. She's just like, yeah, I don't know. I, the servers have been wiped clean and I can't turn it over anymore. And, and Trump could turn it over. I don't know why, you know, if it was just hubris on his part or stupidity, or he was just busy fucking playing golf and eating fucking cheeseburgers, but he didn't turn it over in time. And uh, he had released a statement after the, after the Mar-a-Lago raid that said that the uh, FBI had been there I don't know, a month or two ago. And they had like, they had changed locks out on the area that this stuff was stored in. And like, they had been there and done a bunch of stuff. So I guess like from his perspective, they had already been there. If they needed anything, wanted anything, they could have gotten it then. They, 
they had locks changed out on stuff. Like they, they they did everything that they wanted to do. So I guess as far as he was concerned, like there, yeah. he wasn't not doing yeah. anything. You know, and they were probably at the time like going through everything. And they're like, all right, he's got national defense shit. We can get him on this. We'll just not tell him the the rules. And it wouldn't surprise me that Donald Trump doesn't know any of these rules. Like he's fucking Trump. He doesn't really know anything. Uh, so it's like, yeah, you, you make this assumption at this point, you should be a little more paranoid after Like you said, they've gone after him. They've impeached him twice. They fucking accused him of being a Russian agent and all this shit. So, uh, it's pretty dumb on his part to just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like they, they, you know, these people that have been after me for fucking six years said it was okay. So I'm just going to do this unless you got something in writing saying that, you know, it was okay to have all these things. But if it's, if it's nat- deemed national defense information, then it's like it has to be in a secure federally uh, pr- protected uh, building or whatever facility. And uh, apparently, you know, your your house being guarded by the uh, Secret Service doesn't doesn't qualify as that. So um, that's what basically the point that uh, Judge Knapp was making in this article here. Well, is that- and isn't the the whole like faith in the system kind of been Trump's downfall throughout this whole thing. Like he ran on drain the swamp and then everybody that he picked for cabinet positions and stuff were just Washington insiders. It's it's so odd. Like he, he, it's like on one hand he knows it, but it's almost as if he doesn't even realize like how deep the rabbit hole goes. He'll talk about like how it's the worst thing ever, but it's like, and he knows that on some level, but he doesn't really grasp the severity of the situation that that he's in each time. And maybe it's because he's fucking Teflon Don and he's gotten away with this shit for how old is he now? Like 70 something. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it. It's like, why? It reminds me of that uh, that Bill Burr bit that he does about uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger just being in the fucking zone for three decades. Like move to a country, get famous for lifting weights, <laughs> become a movie star. Like, of course you could bang your fucking maid on your bed <laughs> and get away with it. That's a layup. <laughs> so like, this seems like something so fucking easy for Trump to get away with. It's just like, yeah, I have some fucking papers. Like who really cares about that? It's like, well, nobody really cares, but you're giving them an opening and why give them that opening? You should know better by now. It's just... <sighs> I think that's, I mean, I think that's like the one thing I'm not like a big Trump guy, right? Like I, I didn't like a lot of the things he did, but I also didn't have anything like necessarily against a lot of the things that he did either. He could have been a lot better. He could have been a lot worse. Um, But like, that's just kind of been the thing is he, he's just so, I don't know, not give a shitty about everything. It's just like, whatever. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's there's there's something very frustrating about that where it's like he's able to identify a major problem. But then everything that he does after he points this out flies in the face of it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to make fucking John Bolton. I'm going to put him in charge of things. And let me uh, (laughs) I, I don't know, man. He just does all these stupid fucking appointments of all of these like swamp creatures after correctly identifying that this is, these are swamp creatures and we need to get rid of them. Every single one of his appointments has come back to bite him in. Even the, what was the, the guy at the FBI that like, you know, fucking spearheaded the raid was his appointment. Right. I mean, it's just, 
how many times do you have to fucking have these issues come up? And it's just like, man, you are, I mean, I don't think anybody realized, like anybody thought that he was an intelligent guy, but man, that is like just a level of, um, I don't even know. You're just oblivious. You're just oblivious to the fucking reality of the situation. And it's weird that somebody with like, because he does seem to have really good instincts when it comes to a lot of things, reading the room and how to talk to people and things like that, but man, his instincts when it comes to like what, how vindictive the fucking federal government can be are way, way off. Yeah. And you would think for somebody like him who has been a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty aggressive businessman who, who has like gone after his enemies and stuff like that. Like you would think he would, he would understand how that game is played and be like, yeah, you know, maybe I don't want to piss off the people in it like that, or, you know, not necessarily piss them off, but don't underestimate them. Like, don't think that um, you're just going to somehow get away with it, that it's all going to be okay. Like you should probably be planning, planning ahead. Like they are truly an enemy who will do anything and everything they can to try to break you and, yeah. you know, plan, and especially plan for yeah. that if you're going to run again, or if you're going to toy with the idea of running again, or you're going to like, I don't know, like tease these people, things like that. Like you better have all your fucking ducks in a row. It just seems very sloppy. And I can't say I'm surprised, but uh, man, this, this is going to be really bad for, for, uh, for the country. If they, if they go after that. Uh, bad in the sense, you know, that that most people think, I guess, good in, in the sense that, uh, you know, we might be able to see the breakup of this fucking empire a lot, a lot sooner than we normally would. Hopefully it'll be a peaceful one. But man, th- this is like, I, I can't think of a dumber move if you're trying to break up, if you're not trying to break up the country than to do this. So the reason that I, I think that there's a chance, like some of the people in the middle will start to move in the trump or like republican direction is is because it's something that you have seen to some extent from the middle uh over the last four years or so because the left especially the incredibly woke progressive left is more than happy to label anyone and everyone who doesn't align with them 100 percent on every single topic as maga fascist nazi whatever and and there are a lot of people who over this time have just kind of heard all that and had that over and over again happen to them. And they're like, okay, fuck it. Then if, if I'm MAGA, I'll go be MAGA. If like, if that's what it's going to be, then, then I'll just embrace it. And that's what it's going to be. And that, like that, that has happened more often than I, I have seen and uh, seen and heard from multiple people plus read a couple articles the uh where people have talked about it where they're like you know what at some point if this is the way they're going to treat us over and over again fuck it yeah. i'll go be maga that that's the, yeah yeah i, I mean they're gonna yeah they're gonna lean into it and I, I quite frankly i can't blame them <laughs> i mean i think they are misguided i don't know why people have this affinity for trump i mean i find him to be absolutely hilarious but I mean, to have this like loyalty to this guy or to any politician, really, for that matter, as if they actually care about you, it is, I, I don't know, just very stupid to me. But, you know, I, I can't say I blame them for leaning into it after the way they've been treated by the other half of the country. 
and the media and they're, you know, they're made fun of constantly on, on cable news and by the, the president and like Hollywood, like they're just like fucking constantly ridiculed for their political beliefs. Um, and most of their political beliefs aren't as retarded as a lot of people's, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot, there's plenty of retarded political beliefs to go along, uh, to go around, uh, to make fun of people for. And I, I don't know, man, if I, especially if I was sort of like on the left, I, I wouldn't be, you know, poking this bear at like, you know, th- these are, these are the, you know, the 300 plus million guns. Most of them are in their hands. Most of these guys have like, uh, well, not most of them, but a lot of them have military training. Like these are the guys that were in the military that fucking believe in this cause. And they will probably um, be better equipped and better trained than the other, uh, you know, the other half of America to wage any type of war. And it, it just seems very irresponsible to be treating these people uh, this way when you've already, you know, you've already won it. it. It's it's over. Trump was gone. All you had to do was kind of let sleeping dogs lie and they just won't give it up. Uh, speaking of, did you see Biden said you or Biden brought out his uh, his F-15 comment again? You know, I did. I thought I saw something sort of buried on on Drudge as I was waiting for you to uh, join the chat here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're gonna wage war, you need your F-15s. Uh, maybe uh, Ukraine will will send us back some of the shit we've been shipping over there. <laughs> the thing that I think is really funny about that, whenever he's talking about um, the brave right wing Americans, that you're gonna need an F-15 to if you want to go to war with this country, like. A lot of the U.S. military is from MAGA country. <laughs> a lot of the U.S. military is yeah. in red states, red parts of states. Like, like yeah, you've got the like the career, uh, the career military personnel who are, for lack of a better way of putting it, like they are pawns of the cathedral. They they march in lockstep with whatever is told to, they're told to do. But there's also a significant part of the military that is just like regular conservative rednecky type folks that like when push comes to shove and, and if it did result to, if it did come down to like some sort of a civil war type thing, they're going to go home and they're going to fight with their neighbors. They're not going to, they're not going to be fighting against their neighbors. Right. Yeah. No, it's going to be, yeah, it it would be pretty, pretty bad. I think for, for the, the, you know, this like social justice warrior left half of America. And and it is just very revealing and in like the dumbest way for Biden. And uh, who was it? Eric Swalwell was talking about how they had nukes like, uh, oh, okay, man. You, you're already like this whole fucking facade that we're supposed to believe in that, you know, government of the people by the people, all that shit. That's already fucking crumbling. And now you're going to talk about, uh, we'll just, we'll just bomb you guys back to the stone age. You and your, your, uh, your, uh, what <laughs> weapons of war, you know? Like, okay. You're going to, you're going to carpet bomb Appalachia. Uh, that worked out real well for 20 years in Afghanistan and the, the folks in Appalachia aren't going to sit around and like, let you keep doing it. <laughs> They're going to come out of their holes eventually. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be funny to see like what countries would start shipping like rednecks weapons. <laughs> you know, it's like China starts sending them things. Russia starts sending them things. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. What a fucking disaster. I mean, it really is just a uh, crazy time to be alive. Absolutely. It'd be like red, it'd be like red dawn in reverse. Like instead of, Instead of it being the Russians invading the U.S., it would be the Russians coming to the aid of people in the U.S. against the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, to and we're fighting for our independence. <laughs> Once again, against the, the, the most oppressive government. Um, man, crazy. Absolutely crazy. But yeah, back to this whole... I, I just want to go back... Uh, the judge Napolitano makes some pretty interesting points here about the, uh, the statute that they're trying to get him on, which is so like they had the, so they're getting him for having being in possession of national defense information. And then they're going to get him on some sort of uh, obstruction charge, but it's not the same type of obstruction that was from, you know, that Mueller was trying to get him on that there was like a different statute that they came out with um, thanks to uh, George W. Bush. So again, it's, it's really funny how like the, all of this stuff that the, uh, the right half of America were huge proponents of it's all coming back to bite them in the ass, you know, 20 years later within a generation, you know, the Patriot act, that's all like the biggest spying apparatus. It's all being turned inward on them. And they, uh, you know, the other half of America is cheering it on as if that just can't happen to them over the next 20 years. It's the, the level of like disconnect that, that people have, uh, cognitive dissonance, it's, it's just unbelievable to me. Like, I, I, people can be so like unaware of, uh, of their surroundings, I guess is a way of putting it. I don't know. But this, this older, uh, statute is uh or no it's it's not older it's it's newer than the one that the Mueller uh Mueller was using but yeah basically it's like oh well talking about like they don't think that it'll be used against them for the next 20 years that I mean that we saw that happen over just the last like six years or so where the Democrats had changed stuff in in Congress to be able to push through different legislation and then as soon as they were out of power the Republicans turned around and used it against them to do a bunch of other stuff. And then, and then of course they, they go and scream, Oh no, Phil, this, you can't do that. That's not right. Like motherfucker, you're the one who just did it. Right. And they're just using the rules that you made against you. Like, like, so yeah, it's as if that's not going to come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the, uh, basically any, uh, failure to return government property is, is the obstruction. So it doesn't have to do with like interference and in like some sort of like judicial, you know, investigation or anything like that as, as being like criminal. It's just like you didn't like we wanted this back and you like failed to return it to us or, you know, you sent us, you, you know, you kind of gave us the runaround or something like that. It doesn't require that uh, the pre-existing uh, pre-existence of judicial proceedings. So it's like it's a much uh, lower bar to to sort of convict on i mean none of these things have like you know capital punishment attached to them 
but it's pretty funny that the uh the, the he he brings up the point that like both uh Julian Assange and uh Snowden were basically um being charged with the same crimes that, that are going to be brought against them. It's pretty pretty interesting. And of course, Trump argued that they should be executed <laughs> or whatever and didn't didn't bother to pardon them. Wouldn't it be interesting if uh, all of this like comes to a head and Trump's found to have not done anything wrong? And so then you got then you got to start looking at all of the others who have done similar stuff. That would be a nice thing. Yeah, you know, and that's the other thing. It's just like this seems so petty and vindictive. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to going after government officials, uh, former and uh, current, for petty vindictive reasons. I just want it to be applied equally. <laughs> like, go after everybody for this shit, and, and and start fucking really cleaning house. But the idea that they're just going to do it to this one guy to make an example. And the example is basically like, you know, don't buck the system. Don't even try to do anything resembling draining the swamp or not going along with the military industrial complex or the deep state or anything like that. You better fall in line and, you know, don't upset the apple cart. We have this two party system and this is the way it's going to be. And if not, we're going to fucking come after you until, you know, until the end of time. That, that message is not going to resonate with a lot of people that they, the people that were like the most ardent believers in this system and the constitution and the rule of law and all this stuff. Like they were the one you had them on your side and, and you've completely lost them now. But I mean, that's something that they make fun of it and, and libertarians make fun of it. And, but it is something that has come out of all of this is that a lot of the like, MAGA conservative types have really started to wake up to the FBI and be like, yeah, maybe that thing's not really all that good. Maybe fuck the FBI. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that there is the silver lining here if, if we can actually roll back some of this stuff. But um, yeah, I, I don't from like the federal government's perspective, I, I really think they're they're overplaying their hand here. They, they, like they will they're just like get rid of Trump no by any means necessary. And that just it hasn't worked out well for them in the past, even if they are successful in like, you know, keeping him from running from president again or whatever. I, I think they're going to do more damage here. Uh, I really do more more harm than good. Uh, from their perspective, uh, from our perspective, you know, I don't really care. I, I want to see this whole thing just come tumbling down. The sooner, the better. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of the, isn't that kind of the direction they're taking it in anyway? Like with the student loan forgiveness and and the you know the precedent that that's going to set, while still sending billions upon billions upon billions upon billions to Ukraine and other foreign aid. Uh, there was, where was it? There was a, some sort of a natural disaster somewhere and the UN is requesting aid for, shit, where was it? Anyway, the UN is requesting aid for it, which means that the U.S. is going to dump another $40, 50000000000 billion into helping 
someone somewhere because they had a natural disaster. N- nobody like nobody sends money and comes and helps whenever we have natural disasters. But you know, as soon as something happens anywhere in the world, we are Johnny on the spot to send them all the money that they could ever possibly want. It's like, yeah. Well, I, you know, it's, it's worked so well <laughs> up until this point, there really hasn't been any co- like real consequences from all of this money printing and just this ridiculous, um, ridiculous level of like profligacy from the federal government. They're just like completely out of control. There's nothing restraining them from doing anything, uh, spending or otherwise. But I, you know, we're really, and we've been saying like, ah, we you can't keep kicking this can down the road. They've been able to kick it a lot farther than we thought they could. But yeah, this this can't go on forever. And we're starting to see real world effects of these policies kick into like really, really serious situations. You know, over in uh, UK, there's a, there's a story on Zero Hedge here. People are getting hit with, electric, you know, uh, energy bills that are $10,000, 10,000 euros, um, for a month, maybe two months of, of, uh, energy in like your cafe or something like that. Like this shit will happen here too. It just hasn't made it here yet, but you, you keep doing this kind of shit and we're going to have some actual real problems where you can't just really fucking run some money off the printing press to fix it. And people that are all of these little stupid things that we're getting hung up on are, are going to seem, you know, we're going to look back at this and just be like, oh, God, why did we waste 20 years arguing over like fucking transgender bathrooms when, you know, now we're getting energy bills that cost like that are 10 times what they normally are. And we can't heat our house in the winter. Uh, we can't cool our house in the summer. Uh, it's this is going to get really, really bad. And I I don't know what else we can do. We've been fucking telling everybody that will listen for the last 15, 20 years that this is where we're headed. And nobody. Did did we talk about it last week? The, uh, how Germany is selling out of firewood faster than they can chop the shit because they're expecting energy costs to be so through the roof that people are planning on using firewood to heat their homes this year instead of instead of oil and gas. Plus, they're having such shortages because like that fun little video from a few years ago where Trump said that Germany was way too reliant on Russian oil and gas and that it was going to be a problem in the future. And everybody laughed and everybody scoffed and said, oh, no, Trump doesn't know what he's talking about. The Germans are they only have a fraction of their of their natural gas and oil comes from from Germany. Yeah, I mean. Two thirds is a fraction. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that's all come to fruition. And now they're reeling because they they can't supply energy for the people and the people know it. And so instead of risking you know freezing to death this winter, they're, they're going out and buying up all the firewood that they can just so they can try to you know keep their homes warm. Yeah. Well, it doesn't surprise me that the American people can't grasp fraction what was it like with the it was like with the quarter pounder or something uh they were they confused they thought like a quarter was bigger than a third yeah it was a i can't remember it was like burger king or hardy's or one of the one of the competitors came out with a third pound burger to to compete with the the quarter pounder for mcdonald's and 
they ended up having to discontinue the burger because people thought or people didn't realize that a third of a pound is more than a quarter pound. Like, yeah, dude, people are people are really really dumb. First of all, we're fucking doomed. Thank you for government schools. Um, and they get even dumber when they go to college. Like everybody, uh, everybody that goes into college that gets like one of these like uh, one of these like worthless degrees, humanities and sociology and Chicano studies or whatever the hell you like. They come out dumber than having gone in. And yeah, you know, I they're they're just so unaware of how fragile things are and how quickly they can go bad. I always just keep thinking about, oh, I don't mind paying a little more for like gas if it means like this little girl in Ukraine can like, I don't even know what the little girl in Ukraine was supposed to be able to do, like vote or something like democracy. But yeah, it's like, I bet you there were a lot of people over in fucking UK that were like, oh, I don't mind paying a little more if it means that we get to preserve democracy in Ukraine. And now they have a fucking $10,000 utility bill for last month. I haven't even gotten to the winter yet. And yeah, they're, they're talking. I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, people that are starting to realize that winter is coming and they're not going to be able to heat their house. All right. You know, that's the old game of Thrones lines. Winter is coming. Yeah. Winter is coming. And, you know, figuratively and literally like this is, it is going to be a fucking dark, cold period of death. And what did Biden say? <laughs> Christmas yeah, with the COVID thing. Of, uh, death and death and sorrow or something. I don't know. And not going to be because of coronavirus though. It's going to be because people literally freeze to death because they can't heat their homes. Yeah. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They're our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to lorenzati.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzati, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N is in Nancy, Z is in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. Yeah, let's just uh, real quick, we can run through some of these, some of these shocking numbers that Europeans are are dealing with here. Because uh, we've seen a lot of them posted on, on social media. But this, I mean, this is like one cafe owner in Ireland was charged 10,000 euro for two months of energy use. She's posting the bill. You know, it's like the Poppy Fields Cafe for 73 days in June, from June until the end of August, came in at 9,024 euro. That's an increase of 250% in 12 months. Oh, that and that's without the the VAT tax. So you got to add on eight hundred and twelve euros worth of fucking taxes onto that, which brings you to nine thousand eight thirty seven. That's nice. That's nice. So so I mean, yeah. Imagine just your the fucking taxes on your electricity bill being a thousand dollars. 
I mean, this is these these businesses are having to close down. They they can't stay in business like this. So it's either your prices go up by two hundred and fifty percent, so you can fucking stay in business, and a cup of coffee costs you, I don't know, thirty five dollars or something like that, or you just close shop. And, and this is you know this is where we are. There's more of them. Um, my mom, my mom owns a small cafe in Leicester. Electricity bill has jumped from 10,000 a year to 55,000 euros in a year just for fucking electricity. I mean, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And I mean, this is stuff we take for granted. All those Russian tariffs are really paying off. They're, they're sticking it to the man. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, Putin is really going to be struggling this winter for sure. You know, this is so like the, the idea that they can still convince people, I guess maybe it's been so long since any of us have really had to struggle with something like that. Uh, you know, it's been generations since the, you know, world war two, I guess was when there was actual like rationing to be able to convince people that, yeah, we're going to stick it to Putin. <laughs> you just have to foot the bill, you know, for, for, for everything you're going to have to suffer so that we can like play this stupid fucking political game of chess. It, it's, it really just, uh, it, it amazes me that so many people are willing to go along with it. And it's a testament to the, the level of propaganda that has just been uh, so pervasive in society. It, it's so hard to crack through the the outer shell that people have when it cut like they are just um they're almost impervious to um to the truth to reality setting in the only thing i think that will actually get people to sort of wake up is yeah getting a getting a ten thousand dollar bill for electricity but then again they'll just somehow they do this mental gymnastics where they blame it on like the other political party or something that would be donald trump's fault it won't be the fact that it, you know, it's government. Government is at the root of all of these problems. The student loan issue that we talked about on the last episode, it has nothing to do with you know, late stage capitalism or greedy universities or anything like that. It is government. Every time you peel the fucking onion back, there's one fucking thing in the center and it's this fucking government. They ruin everything. And how do people not see that? How do people not get that? Like, like we've talked about the the Russian stuff, and, and Russia's not hurting for any of this. Like, Russia's not being harmed or damaged in any way by any of this. Russia's not somehow like gonna crumble. Putin's not going to be pushed out of office. Uh, if anything, it's only hurting the people who claim to be you know really sticking it to them. It's it's not it's not paying off. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a willful ignorance kind of thing or, you know, they've done a really good job of planting this idea of just sort of merging the government with the people. And somehow it's like they're, they're inseparable. And I, and I think that that's like the, the biggest task we have is to sort of crack that break that sort of fucking lie into a million pieces because there is a big difference between the you know American government and the American people or even the Russian people and the Russian government Chinese people and the you know Chinese government but the way the you know the way it's always framed is like oh yeah we're going to sanction we're going to sanction Russia and that's like 
supposedly going to hurt Putin or something like that when it doesn't. It, all it does is hurt Russian people that, you know, maybe they're in favor of this war. Maybe they're not. But you're you know, they can't. I'm sure they're not all, you know, in lockstep. It's, you know, every country is divided uh, on these matters. So it's like you're you're hurting innocent people that have no really, especially when it comes to Russia, you really don't have a say in things. How long as how many times has Putin been reelected like unanimously? Uh, it, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, man, the, I, I can't wait to, uh, we, you know, we had some technical difficulties with the, the interview we did on, on propaganda, but uh, I'm going to get that together hopefully by the end of this week. And we can put that out. Cause uh, I think she, t- the, the author of the, those books touches on a, a lot of, uh, really interesting, uh, points with propaganda and, People just, yeah, we're not taught how to uh, recognize it. And it's almost like being in an abusive relationship. It's like you don't, until you get out of it, you don't see how bad uh, things really were. And you don't recognize all the signs as, you know, you could have all of your friends telling you like, this is a, this is a toxic relationship. You need to get away from this person. And it's like, you just can't see it because you're, you're in it. The, and, and the interesting thing about that interview is we have seen it, everything we talked about, we've seen it completely unfold over the last six years. We've seen it really, really, really over the last two years, especially with the Russian stuff, like the way all of that game is played and the way all of it comes together and folds in on top of each other and and, and the way that they play off of, uh, like just the, the general ignorance of average people. It's it's insane. And it, it, it was a amazing conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as you hear it just sort of broken down, you're just like, I, I, I mean, obviously we've, uh, we've already sort of been inoculated from, from a lot of this government propaganda, but I couldn't imagine just being like one of these lemmings walking around and you have this lady just sort of breaking down. Okay. This is exactly how they do it. And then you think back over the last couple of years and it's just like, Oh, boom, 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 boom. They did all of this, like in order, this is exactly how they break you down and build you up into this like fucking useful idiot for the government. And I think once people hear that, it's, it's really hard to not see it everywhere. I'm always surprised at how, um, how capable people are at just sort of ignoring everything that's right in front of them and just sort of burying their head in the sand as all of this, just, it's, it's just so obvious to the rest of us. It's like one of the most frustrating things about being a, being a libertarian. I think on a positive note, like we had, you know, kind of started out with, with the, the Trump Mar-a-Lago raid and everything else. Like there is a lot of stuff that as it continues to push forward, it continues to, to kind of open people's eyes and get them to to start thinking about some of this stuff and, and looking at it in a different light. So while they're moving a lot slower than, than we would probably like, there are a lot of people who are, finally starting to take some baby steps in the right direction on, on a lot yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And then the other, just the other part of that is that we have to have control of the narrative because I don't want them to just be like, Oh, these Democrats and like, Oh, these Republicans, it has to be government. It can't be po- like political party. It has to be fucking just this, this idea of a government is a cancer. And it can't work and it's evil and it just, it, it doesn't work. 
it's bad for everybody involved except for those in political power and those connected uh, politically. And yeah, all, all of these problems in society are exacerbated by by having a, a federal government like this. And like I always say, it's a cancer to the extent that you have it, you want it as small and localized as possible. So that's what we should be moving towards. I, I know we're not, very few of us are ready for a completely stateless society, but any, any direction, any, you know, if we can just move it, even just slow it down in the direction it's going, I'd take that as like a small victory. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know. There's not much else to, to really talk about what's going on these days. I don't know. Been kind of a slow week. Hopefully we get something. Hopefully we get something juicy over the next couple of days. So we got something to go into the end of the weekend with. It's been a, yeah. I mean, other than like uh, Biden being a, a dawdling dementia patient, like there hasn't really been a whole lot else going on. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I've been preparing a rant in my head for the last few days. So I'll record that. Um, If anything, you'll have a nice little epic rant from me over the next uh, day or so. And then, yeah, I got to finish up re-recording the audio for that, uh, for that interview. God damn it. That's so annoying. It's like the one time, like most of these interviews, I'm like, all right, yeah, we lost it. It's no big deal, but I really enjoyed that interview. And I think it's really important and we don't have my audio for it. Say, luckily it was just your audio. Everything else came through and you and I didn't talk a whole lot on that. She, she did most of the talking. We just, we just asked questions here and there and let her go. So, yeah. So I, I basically just have to listen to the whole thing and like, try to remember what my questions were or like tee up uh, whatever she's talking about. So I'm going to go through and do that. We're going to pretend like it was uh, all done in real time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's, that's all I got for today. And I know you got to run, right? You got something to do. I got kids to pick up. Always these damn kids. No, wait, didn't, don't have, wait, how don't old, have kids. Didn't, didn't you just have a birthday? Isn't somebody 16 now? Uh, 14. I turned 14 yesterday. Oh, 14. And my daughter had her first home ball. Uh, they, they won the first game and lost the second game. But it was it was entertaining, at least. We, uh, my son and I went to the game, and we had fun. And she seems to really be enjoying volleyball. So, yeah, lots of stuff going on with the family. It's uh, – we're, we're at that age. She's in seventh grade and he's in ninth grade. So the world is getting crazy. Yeah. Well, once he can start driving, he can, he can take over a lot of these, uh, a lot of the, the chauffeuring that you need to do two more short years. All right. Well, um, I guess that's a wrap. I don't have, uh, anything else to really plug. You got anything going on uh, tomorrow night at seven p.m central time i'll be doing a live stream talking about uh christian nationalism so that's going to be that's going to be an interesting conversation because there's been a lot of uh, christian nationalism gets played up as a certain thing and i don't think it's that thing but you can also find some examples where it kind of is so we're going to talk about that there's a it's me patriot way media and mike corbell of the invictus mind we're gonna we're gonna be talking about uh, Christian nationalism. Okay. Oh, I will be back in Chicago next month for a few days for all my Chicago peeps. I will be there. Actually. Yeah. I got to go back for like a couple days. I'll be there like the 21st to the 25th. I don't know. Maybe we could, uh, 
do something over there, maybe a in-person happy hour or something like that. I'll say, awesome. let's have a let's have a Johnny uh, Johnny happy hour birthday party because I'll be off the twenty fourth and twenty fifth. So, <laughs> All right, yeah, maybe or a barbecue or something. Yeah, I think the weather will still be decent over there. So, yeah, that was uh, just another fucking something else I got to do. Fly, and I I'm almost positive as soon as I fly back uh, from there that um, my, if my condo is gonna sell, it will be right after I return, and then they'll have like a thirty day. <laughs> 30 day closing i'll have to fly right back but we'll see about that um yep yeah, so uh just don't forget to follow us on twitter at pedal fiction become a supporting listener of the show help keep the lights on around here and um yep yeah, do all that for us we will be back on friday with a brand new episode is this friday this friday is a happy hour friday too right yeah yeah Got a Friday happy hour and a Friday episode. We're going to be a busy bunch. Oh, and you know what? It's also the one where we invite the top 10 contributors from the private Facebook group. So get in there. First of all, the fucking meme stream has been really lagging lately. It's only like 40 fucking memes in there. It's pathetic. Pick it up. Pick it up. How did we go over the last like two weeks? There should be a lot of meme opportunities and I'm just not seeing it. So I'm very fucking disappointed in you guys. Get your shit together. Post some memes, and then the top 10 contributors will get invited to this Friday's happy hour. And if you guys do all that for us, we'll be back on Friday with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you guys know what to do. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.